On today's JMO with Josh and Joe, we have preseason for the NFL. We're back to normal. Back to normal. Everything is good. Everything feels great. Um, <clears throat> we go from NFL to a little bit of OT dish on this date in sports history. We have a couple of good ones on that. And we go from that straight into Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks Get is a, back. L- a little look into the Jets. Hard Knocks does its thing. Gets us hyped up for the fucking football season. Oh, absolutely. Makes us a... I literally almost put a future on the Jets. Um, we'll get to that. <clears throat> but Hard Knocks has been great. Um, love Nathaniel Hackett. Love love some of the players. Um Getting getting our fill of Aaron Rodgers. Let's put it that way. It's a little bit, a, a little, little fill of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Just a little least. one, yes. Um, then we go into some in, the very few NBA things. Um, tell you why James Harden is a giant fucking idiot, Dorsh. or or is he? Um, <clears throat> and then we end off with the Johnny Football documentary called Untold on Netflix. It is. Absolutely incredible, and we give you our takes on basically every part of that documentary because it, it was basically when we were in college. Yep. We, we were Joe, Joe and I were both in college during that time, and it kind of hit home for us. The nostalgic levels were overwhelming. Overwhelming, to say the least. And then I uh, finished off with a little bit of soccer. Tiny little bit of soccer. Just a little bit. Yeah. All right. Let's rock and roll. Jmo Josh and Joe. It is Wednesday, August sixteenth, and Joe, there was football on my TV all weekend long. It's like we're back to normal now, right? It's it's just all is right in the world. You know, I'm I'm excited. I I can wake up on Saturday, Sunday morning, and just I have just the most exciting thing to look forward to in the world, and that's that's football, of course. And it's almost like a reenactment of like when we got back from covid it's like yeah. the off season is covid and now we're going back to normal back to normal back to normal good deal this it's it's like uh all is right all is right in the world it, it, it just feels good <laughs> it feels good i love it um yeah, so we had our first full weekend of preseason football um i'm not gonna go through every game i don't want to go through every game i don't think anybody wants us to go through every game i don't think you want to go through every game so Absolutely what, what we're gonna do is we're gonna do a couple of overreactions um that everybody does in the preseason because of course we're gonna watch it because there's football on our tv and then we're gonna get just enamored by these random you know third or fourth string wide receivers that happen to make a great catch and we're just gonna be like oh I'm going to pick them in my fifth round of my fantasy league. And then, you know, it ends up panning out to be a terrible pick. Well, when you have that much buildup from the offseason, there's just going to be an explosion of hot takes, you know, that first week. And we just we keep forgetting that because it does look like a football game. It is still preseason. So, like, really none of it matters that much. At, or at all, to be honest, the records do you know go clean, clean slate zero zero went back whenever you start the season, right? So, yeah, but there is yeah an absolute explosion, an ejaculation if you want to call it of hot takes. Well, let's just let let's let's rub them out if you will. Let's let's rub it out, rub um, it out. All right, uh, one one overreaction I have is um, why the fuck are all the rookies playing? Why? Why are they all starting? You don't have to start the fucking rookies. You realize that, right? They're you're going to ruin your potential franchise quarterback, okay? Like I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to be that good. He doesn't have enough experience. He does like he 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 just he's an athletic freak. That's what everybody's blinded by. I think Jim Irsay has his his claws all over this. Like, dude, let Who's it? Gardner Minshew is the backup. Gardner Minshew. Gardner is the Minshew. Let Gardner Minshew do his thing. He's not a Gardner Minshew is not a starter. We know this, okay? But let him start, okay? And either a, I think we talked about this last week. Either a, he's gonna you know actually do decent and keep the team afloat, or b, he's going to plummet and fail. In which case, then you bring in Anthony Richardson because the bar is set so fucking low that it doesn't matter what he does, it'll still be good. Like he can, if he doesn't do well, it's okay. The bar was set low. If he does well, he exceeds expectations. He he he's the 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 promise guy. He's got confidence. You know, 
Well, and like to go along with your point right there, if I'm a defensive coordinator, you're basically showing me all the film that I need on Anthony Richardson. And if like, and basically, if I'm playing against Anthony Richardson during a week, I'm doing a zero blitz every time. And I'm, honestly, I think you can do that with C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young. You could do that with any young quarterback. Blitz, blitz. Uh, I think I think Stroud or not Stroud. I think Young has a little bit more poise in the pocket. He he can he's a little bit elusive and can keep his eyes downfield really well. Um, same could maybe go with Stroud, but uh, but like Richardson, he freaks out. Yeah, I know. Completely and freaks out. I, I don't think – did you – well, we'll talk about hard knocks, but Bryce Young looks like a child. He does. He, he, he is. He, he is he a looks, child. He looks like a, a 17-year-old boy out there. Yeah. I that, mean, he – yeah, he, he is he is basically. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's, Keep it's, him away from Wander Franco. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> that, that's weird. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I think the rookies, the 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 franchises immediately starting, like they're already named their the starters. Like I think CJ Stroud might be the only one that isn't officially the starter for for the season, but he is a, he is starting game two in the preseason for the Texans. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Let them let let them learn. Like like I, it doesn't make any sense to throw your twenty one year old QB in there. Like yeah, sure. Throw Stetson Bennett in there. That's fine. He's like 31. Throw him in there. I agree with Stetson Bennett, but like they're too young. They're not going to – I just think they're setting them up for failure. Unless unless your name is Trey Lance, which in that case you're just desperate for any reps or any you know pass attempts in general. Well, because you barely had any pass attempts in your past <laughs> – Entire career. Entire <laughs> career, yeah. What were you – what was that stat you were telling me about? So, basically, Trey Lance has only completed, like, 588 pass attempts in his entire career. That's high school, college, and professional ball. Put, put that in perspective for people. So, in perspective, last year, Geno Smith had 607 pass attempts. In one season. In one season. He surpassed Trey Lance's entire pass attempts for his whole career. Whole career, yeah. So in that case, maybe yeah, maybe you do want him to get some reps. You experience is there. Experience is is a lot. It, it actually is most in this game. Like you, you, you're you're gonna go with the guy who has more experience nine times out of ten. And can we talk about that scout that the scout that told the San Francisco 49ers to draft Trey Lance as the third, second pick? Second pick and mortgage your free, uh, for, uh, mortgage your future for Trey Lance who, for a quarterback who's hardly thrown the ball at all. I mean, that's a scouting miss. Miss, but I mean, that's well, that, like that's not a, doing your job. Uh, that's also that's a miss on everybody in that organization's part. Like the coach has to study film, the mm-hmm. owners have to study film. Like you, that is a huge miss. Yeah. How how do you miss that? Yeah. Like you like to- there was no concerns about how many pass attempts he's made, right? Like, like this guy's been barely a quarterback as much as like wide receivers have been a quarterback. Exactly. <laughs> like, I guarantee Jarvis Landry's probably thrown more cor- more passes than he has. Odell Beckham. Odell Beckham. Yeah, it's wild. It, it just makes you think. Maybe like you know what, you and I should probably go try and you know get a job. Well, if San Fran is just throwing anybody out there, let's. I mean, let's toss our names in the hat. They've like, got a guy who's barely throwing footballs. They. They put Mr. Irrelevant out there. Right. I mean. Hey, they might ha- hire a couple of guys who have no scouting experience, you know? Yeah. But we might as well. Let's try it. Fuck it. Who yeah. cares? Um, But, yeah, so I did. Th- that was uh, that was one of my big overreactions of the preseason. Um, another big over. Um, an- another big overreaction is, like, the, the good. <laughs> the-, the Ravens. They, they they won their 29th straight preseason game. Bet always bet Harbaugh in the oh, preseason. The fucking hardos, like cool tryhards. Yeah, um, he's he's got a secret formula for preseason, and it, it you know he does not he does not want to lose during the preseason. He takes it as serious as the season. You think he just keeps like his first string in just a little bit longer than the other team? And then puts a second string in, and then keeps the second string in just a little bit longer than the other team. You know, it's just so that you know he can always have a little bit of an edge. He has delayed a delayed substitution. You know. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, but yeah, that was that's that's wild. That's just a wild stat in in and of itself. Um, let's see what else. 
you know, everybody thinking that, oh, because, you know, like the, uh, let's see, because the team lost, they're going to be bad. Um, I, I see a lot of those, like, like, cause the Chiefs lost to the Saints. Chiefs lost to the Saints. They're gonna, they're like, oh no, Super Bowl champions, are they, uh, are they gonna be okay? Well, and then there's the always the overreaction, which this one is more of a highlight to the Hard Knocks, but, um, you know. The Jets look like they're amazing because they destroyed the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll we'll get to that. I want I want to we'll get we're gonna recap Hard Knocks, and I I got a couple of things I want to say with that, but but that's an overreaction there. Definitely an overreaction. Um, yeah, that's 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 basically what I what I had as far as overreactions, man. I I, it's preseason. Yeah, I think I think an overreaction for me is Jordan the Jordan Love hype. Going on right now? Well, okay, they've been starting that for the last couple, two months. I mean, they have. They've they have. been trying that for a while. I, I just don't think. Um, <laughs> I, I don't see it, man. It's like they're trying way too hard. Like we even thought he was drafted too high. You know, I, I, I didn't like the draft pick when Green Bay picked him. It was, it, I mean, it wasn't like it was early in the first round, but it was still in the first round. Yeah, it's like the twenty fourth pick or something. I I don't think he should have been drafted then. Yeah, it was high. It was definitely high. But uh, he he came out uh, seven of ten, forty six yards, and had a tutty, which basically is the hype machine for any time for any person playing in the preseason because of the limited time that they play. So if they get a touchdown, it's like, oh, dude, this guy's good. Yeah, but seven catches, forty six yards, or yeah, seven seven um, completions, completions, forty six yards. I think it's it's my overreaction. Check down Sally. Because I think it's going to be basically, I mean, I'm not saying that they won't be good. Um, I think if they are good, it's because he's a game manager and their run offense is kind of the controlling piece of the offense. Think Aaron Jones is going to be the real deal? We got Aaron Jones, you got A.J. Dillon still back there. That's a two, uh, that's a duo, that's a still a good, you know, good de- duo. Not too bad. And then basically he runs... He runs that offense, Mike uh, Matt Lafleur, McFleur, Le, Matt Lafleur, Mac McFleur, Lafleur. He runs that offense like Shanahan, so it's like it's not completely reliant on the QB. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's my take. I think it's an overreaction. I think he's a game manager at best. Good. Um. Yeah. I, again, preseason. Um, I do want to go over the Saints game a little bit since we are local here in Louisiana. Um, the Saints look fucking. I, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and overreact. The Saints look fucking great. Like the that that first drive with Derek Carr did everything I wanted him to do. Screen to Alvin Kamara, nice little zip pass into Michael Thomas where only he could catch it, and then found um who was a Shahid in the end zone. No. Uh, Kirkwood. Kirkwood. He found Kirkwood in the end zone. Keith Kirkwood making yep. a return back to the Saints. Yep, yep. And uh, he he had poise in the pocket. He looked like he knew what he was doing. He made it look easy. Um, Camaro looked like he was back in full force. Michael Thomas looked really good. I'm going to go ahead and get sold on him again. I know I'm going to do it to myself. I will. I do it every fucking time. Um, I loved it. You loved it? Yeah. It was, the, the Saints looked great, and that's what I wanted to see. And they got the W. They got the W. Well, I mean, technically, I feel like this basically is complementary to your narrative that the Saints are, you know, winning the Super Bowl because the only way you really win the Super Bowl is if you beat the Super Bowl champs. Yeah, you can't you you can't be the best unless you beat the best. Yeah. So basically, they just beat the Super Bowl, uh, defending Super Bowl champs. We're poised to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and Patrick Mahomes played. And Patrick Mahomes played. Yeah. Well, you can't have that excuse of like, oh no, Patrick. No, no Patrick. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes did play. Yeah. He and did he, play. Fact, he did play in this game. He played the same amount of minutes that Derek Carr, maybe even a little bit more than Derek Carr. Correct. So there you go. Book it. Jameis Winston had a nice little drive. Um, it's always good to see a second string have play well too because they 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 come in and out all the time. Especially with how the injuries are treated nowadays. Well, I was about to say, and the the luck that the Saints have had in the injury department in the past, it's nice to see that we're we're you know we're double booked on the quarterback situation. Yep, it's not. Yes, agreed, agreed. Um, let's see the. Let's get to some other NFL news. Um, Dalvin Cook to the Jets. 
We kind of all saw that coming. I feel like he's been at the Jets for the last couple weeks. Um, doesn't really do it. Do, it does a lot. Obviously, it does a lot. But as far as like what I'm kind, I'm concerned. It just devalues Brees Hall a little bit in the fantasy aspect of things. That's basically what it does. Because yeah, Dalvin Cook has his injury concerns. But he's still a good running back. He's a great running back. I love it. Just I mean, because they're not getting the money that you know that they want doesn't make take away from like you know the value that they actually bring. Right. I mean, uh, yeah, Dalvin Cook might not be you know he might be on the tail end of his career, but I mean for this season, I, I think he's still in his prime. Oh, I do too. I agree. I think the Jets and we'll, well again we'll get to the Jets when we cover Hard Knocks, but um they're gonna be good. Zeke to the Patriots. I can't think of a better signing for the Patriots than Zeke. Just the way Bill Belichick likes those goal line running backs. I I think he's just gone. All he's going to do is get carries on on the goal line. It's it's a typical Bill Belichick signing. He he likes those he likes those um let's put it this way, those vets that are look like they're on their way out. Yeah, and he just revives and them a tries, bit. Yeah, he, he's the recycling man. He's the recycling man. Good for him. Good for him. Saving the planet. He's a recycling man, and he also likes to find, like, oddball uh, diamonds in the rough. Yep. I don't know if you notice the— He gets off on that shit. He does. He does. I don't know if it's, like, also, you know, wide receivers that play dual, like, quarterbacks as well. But I don't know if you saw Malik Cunningham, who ended up going undrafted, but he was previously a quarterback at Louisville. Yeah. And he, you know, brought him in that he's going to switch over to wide receiver, but had him play uh, the quarterback position during the preseason game as a third-string quarterback and actually had some nice shifty moves into the end zone. Um, but typical. Like, we've seen, we've seen Belichick long enough that we just know what Belichick does. Right, exactly. And, and it, it's, it's still a beautiful thing to watch because he's just perfected it. Yeah. He continues to do it. Um, yeah, let's see. I don't understand this too, too much. I kind of get it, but why the Michael Orr stuff now? I, I guess there's some elements to it. He, I, it's, it is confusing. He, so the reason why uh, I've read the, this is one report. The reason why he is actually now bring, just now bringing this up after years and years and years since the movie came out. I think the movie came out in 2009. I guess he actually technically wasn't adopted. And he's just finding out about that now. So it was not – He, I guess he was tricked into it not being an adoption but a conservative ship. That's – I totally botched it. But a conservative ship? Conservative <laughs> ship? Um. Yeah, it's Creepy Dave here. Creepy Dave. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess so. I guess that's what it was. Um, he is saying that he did not profit off of the movie at all in that apparently his, I guess, quote-unquote now, adopted parents um, just used them to make money pretty much. Which, I mean, if you look at the facts, like he was really good at football when they – Again, quote-unquote, adopted him. He was already good. Like, he was big, big fucking boy. He was he was already proving himself on the on the field. Like, they could have just used him money. Or they could have used him for money. My, my thing was, like, back when, you know, and uh, the movie definitely points this out. My thing was always just like, oh, they, they just wanted him to go to Ole Miss. They just wanted them to go to right. Um, well, they they were they were I think they were they were Tennessee were they, fans, huh? No, they were Ole Miss fans. They were Ole Miss fans. They were Ole Miss fans. They were, I think they were boosters. Yeah. So uh, that was my thing. It was that was the biggest thing. Is they oh they brought him in so they could go pl- so he could play for you know Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Damn, those are some diehard Ole Miss fans. Yeah. So like that that was my biggest thing. Which honestly there wouldn't be. Uh, I mean, what's the, that's not the worst thing, you know? Bring somebody into a you know. My biggest thing is like he didn't make a dime. If he did, he did he really not make a single penny off of that movie? I I don't understand that. I don't uh, like he fire your agent, bro. Yeah. What what the fuck did you hire him for? That's some bad representation. That's horrible. How do you how like I don't, I don't know though. Was he in college during when the movie came out? No way, because he was. He, they were talking about him. Um, he got drafted by the Ravens. By the Ravens. So yeah. it wasn't like a college thing where he couldn't produce. Here, look up when, when he got into the NFL. When, when was his draft date? His draft date was 
I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah. Um. Because uh, I don't. I, I think he it was 2009. Okay, so he had just gotten drafted. So just he had an drafted. he had an agent. So like, yeah. I don't know. That's it's that's weird. Because my thing was nil wasn't at that time, so maybe there was an under. You know. Yeah, but I the, the, I mean, it would make sense that they waited till he got drafted so that they could make it, so he could profit off of it. That exactly. Was, the timing of it seems like it would be that way. It's a little sus. But anyways, I digress. Um, I'm excited to see what comes out of this, actually. I'm going to be keeping a close eye on I it. I think there's going to be a bidding war. There's going to be a big bidding war, maybe two, three years down the road, by streaming sites for the documentaries rights. Oh, the oh, the documentary about the movie about the life of Michael Orr. Yeah, and if it's not named Blindsided, I'm I'm not watching it. Oh, absolutely not. You that's a, that's the biggest miss of any any like it, basically Netflix or whoever does it. It's a, if you don't say Blindsided, it's it's miss. Yeah, I, I can see Jeff Bezos coming in with a huge contract on this, try to get some appeal to Prime Video. That would be awesome. Um, let's see. What else I got on uh, – you got anything else in the NFL? Uh, the Native American Guardians Association is a pit, is petitioning for Washington to bring back the name Redskins. Let's fucking go. I think it's a long shot, but – I don't care. It's just the fact that they're doing it is all I need. Yes. That's all I need. Just to – like it's not the Indian – it's not It's not the Native Americans that are against this. It's it's the, the bullshit-ass cancel culture that just – It's the Karens. It's the Karens of the world. It's, it's, the it's literally the Karens of the world. Yeah. Nobody cares. They they hate that we love football that much, and they just want to ruin our they, fun. They want to ruin our fun. That's it. Um. Yeah. Uh. Last thing I have is uh, Joe Burrow was running. So, again, way to hype up everything to no end media. I, I'm, I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to look into that. I'm going to have to look into where that f- medical facility is at. <laughs> you do that. <laughs> I, I'm really curious. Uh, coming from a logistic background, like I just want to know the logistics on this. Why was he carted off the field? Uh, again, I don't I don't buy it. Anytime I see carted off the field, don't buy it. <laughs> so like anytime like they're getting pulled off the field, Josh is going to be yelling at the TV screen like faker, faker. Fake. Yep. I I want to see your I want to see your x-rays, and then I'll believe you. That's it. X-rays is the new nudes. Yep. N- what? <laughs> <laughs> the new nudes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some... <laughs> um, anyways, so you got anything else in the NFL? Let's get... Uh, that's about it. Okay, let's get to OT Dish. On this date in sports history, um, let's see. I had, in 1920, 1920, Cleveland Indians shortstop... Ray Chapman is hit in the head by New York Yankees pitcher Carl Mays. He dies the next day in the only MLB game-related fatality. Um, I figured since this is the same year that of the DeMar Hamlin thing, uh, it was appropriate. Okay. But, yeah, the, that's the only MLB fata- fatality. Mm, the interesting. only one, 1920, and he was hit in the head by a pitcher. You know they actually incorporated the Demar Hamlin into the new Madden Twenty Four. Did they really? So basically, if you do a touchdown cel, if you do a, get a score a touchdown, but you don't choose what type of celebration you want to do, he just lays there. Wait, really? <laughs> he just lays on the ground. Is that, a, is that a real thing? I mean, it it's a real thing, but the uh, it's not titled the Demar Hamlin. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, um, Ray Chapman, R.I.P. I guess. What you got? All right, 1981, we had the highest score in the World Cup soccer uh, match in history. New Zealand beat Fiji 13-0. to That's a fucking ass-whipping. It is. I would much rather seen it to be like a 7-6 game, you know, as the highest scoring game, but... That seems kind of low. It seems low? I figured it would be like 17-12 to or something like that. I mean, have that. you seen soccer, though? I have, but I mean, like, have you seen, like, these obscure fucking stats? I mean that's true. They're they're wild. Like you go through any type of like MLB stat or like any type of stat really. We have enough history to have those obscure especially obscure especially stats. especially in in soccer, you know. Like in 18 something there had to have been like some crazy fucking uh match where they were just like scoring goals left and right. Mhm. Um let's see in 2015 PGA Championship men's golf whistling at Whistling Straits golf course 
Australian Jason Day wins, setting a major championship record of 20 under par. Beats Jordan Speed by three shots. Um, Jason Day, that, that was impressive. I remember that. Um, this Because this was also back when, in 2015, when Jordan Speed had just dominated the Masters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just got me thinking. I think Jordan Spieth might be my favorite golfer to watch. Okay. I think, it, like, it's just, he's not the best golfer, obviously, but... My God, he's the most fun to watch. He could have, and he could go the entire eighteen holes and be even with only scoring four pars. Like he could only, he would shoot four pars. That's it on the entire day, and still come out even. So he's just, he's a wild card. Birdie, bogey, double birdie, or double bogey, eagle. You know, like all over the place. Yeah, fucking love it, and he talks a lot, which is nice. Okay, what you got? All right, nineteen ninety seven. For the second time only in Stanley Cup history, the trophy leads the U.S. Oh, the, in um, what sorry, do you mean? The, the, the leads the U.S. slash Canada. So it made its way over to Russia. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense because it was so basically in that championship, the um, Detroit Red Wings won it, and there was three Russians. They had a bunch of Russians. Yes. Um, Three uh, star Russians, that, and basically they brought it over to Russia uh, to celebrate in their home country. Gotcha. So, gotcha. But interesting. Like, yeah. I mean, because I mean, there is only really one Stanley Cup, and it just gets passed around everywhere. Right, right. I mean, Russia's got a – the year in, year out, they got a bunch of really good um, – Really good, really good players. I know on my Pittsburgh Penguins, we got Evgeny Malkin. Malkin's fucking stud. He's mm-hmm. been a stud for years. Love him. Um, yeah, that's good. Good OT dish. Good OT dish. Um, do you want to get to the Hard Knocks? Yeah, let's get to the Hard Knocks. All right, so we're going to do a recap of both episodes of Hard Knocks. Um, let's see. Right off the bat, the Crows and Eagles uh, story that Robert Salah uh, told to the team, it got me juiced up. I'm not gonna lie. It was, it was kind of corny, but it got me it got me jacked up. It it kind of it kind of confirmed my suspicions of like how Robert Sala is as a. Um, I think it's Salah. Salah. Okay, yeah, Robert probably, Salah. Yeah, I probably Americanized it. You a did a little bit too he's much. He's a little. I think he's a little Muslim. He's a little bit more Muslim. Little than I gave bit. him credit for. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's my apologies. All but, good. Um, please don't. Never mind. No, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. But. Anyways, yeah, no, it, it it basically confirms, you know, that he, I thought he would be like such a great motivational speaker, and he is. Yeah, yeah, no, he was cool. Um, he kind of looks like uh, Xerxes from Three Hundred. I'm not gonna lie. And Xerxes will, uh, you know, he'll jack you up a little bit too. Yeah, like, he'll get you juiced up. <laughs> My arrows will blot out the sun. Yeah. So he's he's a very great motivational speaker too. I mean, obviously he's the antagonist in that in that film, but. Very good speaker. I mean, the Persians were actually very dominant, so they had to be dominant for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, of course. Um, well, they also regarded him as a god. Yeah. Well, I think he kind of regarded himself as a god, and he self-titled that. Yeah, and I think but they followed suit. I mean, if you saw, like, people would just bow down and, like, make steps for him at using their bodies. Mm-hmm. I remember that part. That was funny. That's pretty intense. Yeah, he also didn't believe that he could bleed, which, you know, kind of throws me off. Anyways, we digress again. Um... Dude, this is why the NFL rules. Uh, did you see how many people were in, in attendance? I know it was hard knocks, but like just for a practice, dude, they, these people come out and watch practices. Yeah. Well, tell me that you're a deprived franchise without telling me you're been, you know, a deprived franchise. But they still have like a solid fan base too. Yeah. And like it's, um, it's just great. It it it, it just seemed like um the first episode was kind of like it just a. Uh, Montage of Aaron Rodgers highlights. This is just basically like a, a reality TV show just starring Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, no, they re- definitely followed him around. But I, my thing was, I was kind of thinking, is like, when's the last time, or when have we had like a a future Hall of Fame like that quarterback on Hard Knocks? Because typically, you don't really have good teams that are featured on Hard Knocks. And and what's his name? The the narrator. Um, Asked Rogers why nobody wants to do hard knocks. Oh, it was uh, Levi Levi Schreiber. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers flat out said, "I mean, it's a distraction. Like they have to put on airs, they have to put on an act, and it is a distraction. You have cameras everywhere. You can't concentrate. Yeah, 
I can't. I can barely concentrate right now. I have one camera on me. Yes. Like, come on. You know. Um. The, well, I forget who said it, but like this, this, <laughs> this was one of the things that stuck out to me. It, one of the players <laughs> tried to say charcuterie board. <laughs> And they ended up saying Carcucci board. Carcucci board. Yeah, that was uh, Tanzel Smart. Tanzel Smart, Carcucci board. And believe it or not, he's actually from uh, Baton Rouge, no, Louisiana. Not. That makes all the sense. Yeah. Yep, it, that makes so much sense now. Big old Cajun boy. <laughs> Carcucci board. Yep, that's uh, that's all I'm call- calling it from now on. Uh, Can you imagine just like Ed o- Coach O like saying that in his voice? Carcucci board. Oh, yeah, we're going to have a Carcucci board. <laughs> <laughs> Car coochie board. Um, I will say this: Did you see Garrett Wilson try and throw a football? Yes. It it's a good thing that he is a great receiver, because Lord, he cannot throw a fucking football to save his life. And, and he tried to do. They were doing the no look passes at that point, which I mean, your first thought is like, "Hey, look, work on your fundamentals first, and then, yeah, <laughs> then try yeah. the no look." Exactly. Because <laughs> honestly, you were thinking that it was going to be some random player that Aaron Rodgers was going to contribute as the second best no looker uh-huh. pass, but he he gave that to uh, Zach Wilson. Yeah. No look. No yeah. look past yeah, he, he did say um, he was going to make Zach Wilson's life uh, heaven. Yes. I think we're starting to figure it out. I think most people's mind went to the gutter. But, um, yeah, we're starting to figure it out. He's uh, he's, do- he's doing well. Um, let's see. Daryl Revis looked really fat. It was a bad look. Oh, yeah. They showed him from the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He... Um, no, no, he's he's creating himself as his own island. Now. Yeah, he's he's cultivating an island yeah. in in himself. Yes, he's just gonna become an island. Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah. Um, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. So that's uh, that I think that's what Revis was 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 uh, trying to you know convey, and then Salah just just basically made it audible. Yeah. Well, when you have like a you know story career like his. And you know, you know, as one of the best cornerbacks, and obviously cemented by the Hall of Fame nominee. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can basically do what you want. I mean, hey, look, that man's been working his ass off his entire life. He, he deserves to let go. Exactly. Let Speaking of uh, people who have a Hall of Fame career and can do what they want, Demarcus Ware can sing. Yes, that was weird. That was a little bit of a twist there. That was a little bit of a. Or, you know, more like from left field. Yeah. Him doing the national anthem, which I think is great. You know, displays that these guys have other talents besides on the football field. Yep, yep. He probably has done that as a, like a therapeutic thing after football. Right. Keep his mind occupied. Yeah. Do you know? It's, it's, like, it's like when uh, people come back from, from uh, serving in a war or something. You you have to do something to keep your mind occupied. Otherwise, you'll go, you'll go insane. A lot of times, it's like different forms of the arts. A lot of times, it's painting. Yep, yep. Because that's very therapeutic. But for Demarcus Ware, he um, he sang. He sang. He had that voice in him. Yeah, he he did. Um, what was up with the the, the magic show at the beginning of episode two? It's apparently he's the he's known as a mentalist because that's how his magic is done is through you know reading the minds of people or maybe reading expressions and stuff. But his name's uh, Oz Perlman. So he. I, I did notice, like, he would say... He would say certain things. So, like, whenever um, he was trying to guess... Remember, he had Daryl... Or who who was it? He had Michael Carter, I think, <clears throat> out there. And he had him turned around. And he had the number 10 written on his back. Mm-hmm. He had said a whole slew of numbers before... He guessed the number, and I guess what he's doing is when he says these numbers, he sees how the person reacts. Yes. Like, the little subtle hints, and then he basically goes based off of that. Now, what he did with the the playing card when he got guessed the three of diamonds, I don't know what that is. That's just some demonic shit, I think. He's just, he's tapping into this Ouija board that is 
in, in his brain. And I think Satan just comes in and just tells him what, what's on other people's minds. Yeah, it's completely, like, crazy. I, I just, I don't know. I For my, the entire time, I'm just thinking of, like, how, like, they actually, off camera, were setting this up just to fool all of us. Yeah. You know? But, like, at the same time, the reactions from the Jets players were, was pretty authentic. They were pretty good. They're not actors. No, they're not actors. So, so they, it was pretty good. They were so either I- really... Uh, much better at acting than we thought. Yes. Maybe doing their therapeutic acting and arts, yep, right? Um, yep. You know, during during football. But, or basically that was authentic. This, this guy's the real deal. Yeah. Which I choose to believe this guy's the real deal. Um, <laughs> one, thing, one thing that was kind of funny. Do you remember when Nathaniel Hackett flipped off Quentin Williams? It was the most relatable thing of all time. It's because, like, the Quentin Williams was just disrupting the offense. And Nathaniel Hackett just basically gives him one giant big bird. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I don't know how many times I've done that during an LSU-Alabama game where I just flipped off Nick Saban. Yeah. Out of just sheer anger because he was just better than us. Can we say how this is making Nathaniel Hackett so relatable like to each one of us? Like it really him on is his hard knocks. It really is because at um, first, like everybody's been shitting on him for you know his, what happened at Broncos, which we don't know the situation and everything that went on over there. But um, th- he's definitely redeeming himself with hard knocks. He, I okay. See, here's here's the thing. He's a great. My thing is he's a great motivator. He's probably a good coordinator. He's he's he works well with the with the guys. He is a terrible head coach. Yeah, he needs to never go. So Sean Payton wasn't wrong. He was not a good head coach. He did. He does. He's not good with that type of position. He he's he's not as he's not very good boss. He's a good like teammate in the sense of like he's he's yeah he's still coaching you, but he's your buddy. He can't be the the guy who's your boss. Yeah, type thing. And that's what you have to be as a head coach. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's. He he is cool. He did. I did. I like Nathaniel Hackett a lot, a lot more after watching um, Hard Knocks. Um, dude, it, like we like we talked about earlier, Bryce Young when they did that that dual practice, they he looks like a child, especially next to Aaron, old man Aaron Rodgers, sixteen mm-hmm. year old boy yeah. at best. Yeah, and it doesn't help that he's short. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's a little man. Um, he's gonna have to figure his way through. You know. Kind of shuffling around. It, it reminds me a lot of Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's just going to have to adapt to I, he his looks play. Smaller than Drew Brees. He looks smaller than Drew Brees. Yeah, I think he's smaller than Drew Brees. Okay. I think he's shorter and smaller. Now, I will say they used to wear a little bit bigger, larger um, shoulder pads I'm back talking, when Drew Brees was playing too. So it might yeah, have made him look a little bit bigger. The, I still think he looks bigger than than Bryce Young. I still do. Um. Let's see. I guess a lot, one of the last things I had. Um, oh no, second to last thing. I want to hang out with Quentin Williams. Oh, Quentin Williams. Quentin, Quentin Williams. Yes, he looks awesome. Yeah, he seems like he'd be the funnest guy to hang out with of all time. He's a cool guy. Yeah, cool guy. He likes sacks. Yes, he does. He he's loves he's very sacks. good. He's very good at it too. Him and him and Nick Bosa need to just go hang out. They just need to hang out. It's like just they just want to sack the quarterback, man. Yeah, that's just it. Want to sack that's him. it. That's it. It's no big deal. Um, and I guess the last thing I have is um, this one kind of hit home because I was a pledge, or I was a pledge and I was in a frat. <clears throat> Nicole Hardman, he would have been the ultimate pledge master. Ultimate pledge master. Do you do you remember in like when they were doing the rookie the rookie things? Uh huh. He was the biggest fucking dickhead <laughs> the whole time. He was being a gigantic asshole. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. He would have been great to pledge with. He probably did pledge. He probably did. He might. He might have been. I mean, he was at the University of Georgia. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah. He he if he didn't pledge, he'd probably did some did some shit. Like yeah. the Georgia. I'm guaranteed the Georgia football team made him do the the rookie like whatever the freshman initiation or whatever it's called. Probably yeah. similar. Probably very similar. Probably yeah. similar. Um. But yeah. So far, I, I I've liked both episodes. I was I was more on board with the Jets being a great team after the first episode. Now, after seeing the second episode, I don't know. They, they, they not so much. Uh, their defensive line still strong, but it's just I don't know. They just don't. I don't know if it's because they showed them like actually, you know, not playing very well s- some of the time. But after the first episode, dude, I was like, I was about to kind of like put a future on them to win the Super Bowl. Well, 
Robert Sala already got Salah. us Salah. I'm gonna probably keep him. Uh, oh yeah, keep bu- keep butchering it. But he he got us motivated with the Eagle speech, so we're already in tune to listen to him. And you know, but then when he rips on the offensive line in the second season or second episode. With with them in the room, yeah. Well, it just absolutely shit on him. I think he shit on the entire offense. He did. He with did. Zach Wilson in the room, yes. So like basically, um, that was I, I thought that was authentic, but I was more incl- I was inclined to actually listen to him. Like maybe yeah yeah you're, you know what he, maybe his offensive line does suck, right? You know he just cussed them out, and the cameras were rolling. He knew the cameras were rolling. Right, exactly. You had my attention. Now you have my curiosity. Yeah, he just was like fucking y'all are dog shit. Exactly. Yeah. Like, hey, do you we want to be y'all? Y'all sucked last year. Do you want to be Eagles? Like, <laughs> I mean, or it, it, you're you're acting like crows right now. Yeah, acting like crows. Yeah. Acting like crows. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, all in all, it was really good. Do you have anything else on this? Uh, that that's about it. That was my last take on it. Yeah. Um. The Aaron Rodgers and Garrett Wilson. Is it Garrett Wilson or Sauce Gardner? The handshake. Oh, that was sauce. Sauce, yeah, that was that was awesome. That's definitely a sauce thing. Yeah, it really is. For yeah, sure. that was that was a and, sauce. And, and also, it makes sense that Aaron Rodgers would smoke weed. Yeah. Um. He uh, he also likes grass, so you know another big drug guy thing. Yeah. He, well, he knows every blade. He, he knows does. every blade. Yes, he knows does. grass. He does. Damn that ayahuasca really opens your mind up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude, it was all all that was good. Arnox is doing its job. It's getting us really hyped for the season and making us think that. The Jets are going to go all the way. Yeah. Yep. They do a good job of that. Um. All right. Let's do a little bit of NBA. There was a couple of things uh, that went on. Uh, let's start with the Hall of Fame class. This kind of got swept under the rug because it was done, you know, in the middle of fucking August on a Saturday afternoon. Um. But, like, let's go Greg Popovich, you know, Tony Parker, Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowinski. Um, let's see. Who else? Paul, Paul Gasol. Yep. Like, Fuck, man, that's a fucking hell of a class. It is. It is. And then also uh, Becky Hammond um, got her name slipped into there a little bit. Yeah, why? Uh, she's the first interim women or first coach to do uh, interim coaching at the in the NBA. Gotcha. Um, uh, also, I think was the first woman assistant coach as well. It was there was a lot of first for, you know, like for women. So like gotcha got got slipped in there. I just my my confusing thing is like all most times when you see Hall of Fame people, they're usually like done with their career. But like both Becky and Greg Popovich are, are still st- coaching. They're still they're still yeah. Um, that that's what got got me a little bit. I think yeah they might just be racing to the like jumping the gun a little bit. The NBA does weird shit. Yeah, they are they're a little odd, but. I, I, I love that class. That class is fucking awesome. Other than that, yeah, the class is great. Class it's, is great. Um Powell Gasol, with- I, I I agree. I think he would have been like kind of the lower end of the, the that draft or that Hall of Fame class. Um obviously Dwayne Wade, Dirk Nowinski would have been up closer to the top. Tony Parker Tony Parker was awesome, but um yeah. It kinda it, they, they need to do it in I I think they, they should do it during the all star break. They really should. I like think at least sometime during the season on yeah. Feb- in February or something. Like some like don't wait till August when everybody's a zombie because we've been fucking our brains have been numb from no sports. Everybody's everybody's looking forward to football. Yeah, and like a telltale sign is that when the Harden you know the Harden news James Harden news goes like overshadows that the Hall of Fame news. It's in the wrong wrong setting. Wrong, wrong setting. Time. And that's a great segue because this. James Harden is the biggest idiot. Either that or his his. If he was on a uh, Madden scale, and his awareness would be a one, because brother, brother, you are not that good anymore. You can't. You're not good enough to be talking shit to about the your your employer. Literally, your employer. Now, when you were on uh, on the Rockets and you were scoring 31, 32 points a game, yeah, sure, you can fucking talk shit. You're 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 basically a role player now, brother. You're not that good. You got well. You got too much history now. You got too much history that's against you. Yeah, and that you lose your leverage. I mean, basically, teams are going to be looking at it and be like, okay, well, you know, he went to the Rockets. They had a super team over there, kind of, per se. They had a pretty stacked team with uh, those days. Um, didn't 
Still didn't win a championship. Didn't do anything, really. Had a super team in uh, Brooklyn, Brooklyn Nets. Um, that was a disaster. And technically, technically, you can say they had a super team in Oklahoma City. I mean, they, they yeah, they had some good teams uh, in no. Oklahoma City. But it makes sense that he, he left. He went for bigger money right. at that point. Uh, that's, yeah. that's understandable. But and then then he goes to the 76ers. They have themselves a set up a good team with him and Joel Joel and B. They were talking championship team championship uh, in Philly when he got there. Exactly. So like, it's cancer. History, history is not again uh, not on his side. So I don't understand where his leverage is. He has none. It's and he told it to a bunch of fourteen year olds in China. Yeah. Like what? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. It does. It, it, I just. He might have to just stay over there. Yeah, don't come back. Um, I mean, the China—they're going to let him. China sit League out. would love that. I know, but they—they're just going to let him sit because Philadelphia owns them right now. Yeah, like, they—they're not going to give him up. Fuck that. Why would they? Like he's not—he's not worth shit now. They're not going to get anything. They're not going to get anything for him. But the—the the problem is he can't sit out for a certain. Because uh, I was reading on this. He can't sit out for too long of a time period because then he his um, salary is forfeited. So he's going to have to be forced into he's going to have to force be forced into you know going back. And then if he goes back, he can also just you know lollygag around and not not do anything or just sit on the bench, which could make the team worse. So that's probably going to have to force the the Philadelphia 76ers hands at that point. And at that point, you're probably just trying to get you know get whatever you can for him. Why won't they just let him ride the bench? I mean, yeah, I get it. It's a waste of money, but it's probably better than the alternative. I mean, yeah, yeah, you make a good point. But you still, but they have to pay him. Yeah, that's fine. So I don't know. I, it's it, I don't I don't really understand what he's doing, but um, yeah, he he's just he's a cancer. Who who who's gonna want to pick him up? That's another thing. Like. Who's gonna want him? Is is Philadelphia even gonna be able to get anything for him? I think the only interest was maybe like going back to Houston, and that's because they're they're trying to like build up like they're, they were trying to they're trying to like rebuild or they're kind of on the uprise, so they just wanted to like a little supporting veteran player. Right. But well, I don't. They would be dumb dumb to to go back to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Well, that was talking NBA. Um. You want to get to uh. <clears throat> We said we were going to um, recap the Johnny Menzel doc. Uh, no. You want to do that? Let's do it. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. That was a trip down memory lane I did not expect to have. Just blew my mind with some of the stuff that I had no idea about. Yes. Um, I uh, Let's just actually, let's just start with, start at the beginning. He was electric in high school. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely fucking electric in high school. Um, he had what seventy five touchdowns in one in one season. Something I like I think something like it was that. like he averaged like four and a half touchdowns a game. Or well, something. you don't get you don't garner the uh, the nickname Johnny Football for like for no reason. He got that in at Texas A and M though. No, they were calling him that. In, uh, I'm pretty sure they were calling him that in Kerrville. Kerryville? Kerryville. I, I don't know. I, it's I thought it was that. I thought it wasn't until I just remember hearing that. Before his rise at Texas A and M, how they he, he was getting that. I remember reading something about him being Johnny Football. I th- see. I think it was at Texas A and M. But anyways, um, it he did just the, the amount of shit that he did for Texas A and M. I see why he has. First of all, I see why he has a deep, deep, deep hatred for the NCAA. They fucking worked him over big time. Yeah. Um, which honestly, that that kind of pissed me off. I hate the NCAA now. Like I, 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 I share that his hate, and I wasn't even involved. I just saw what they did to him, dude. He brought Texas A and M like the after his freshman year. They bought they they had seven hundred and forty million dollars in donations, like mm-hmm. three hundred million dollars more than any other year. That and that was all because of him. Yeah, solely because of him. Fuck Kevin Sumlin. Mm-hmm. Fuck Clint, K- Cliff Kingsbury. Fuck the player, president of Texas A and M. None of them did that. That was Johnny fucking football. And man, he had the best life. Yeah, no, he he definitely he he was he's a football player. He's a football player. 
that's basically what I found out from this was he was a football player that loved playing football, but he wasn't a professional football player. No, no, no. He's a college. That was, he was the high school, college. That was it. He was just going to go. He just goes out and plays ball. Yep. That's, that's what it. he does. And basically then also loved the loved the success that he garnered from it. Yep. Definitely enjoyed that part as, or aspect of it. I do like how they went through that freshman year. Like they, well, they they kind of went game by game, kind of went game by game. They yeah, they, sort of. they 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 uh, talked about the first game, the Florida game. That was a loss, and they kind of skipped a game um, out of nowhere. Uh, a particular game, just one particular game. I think I I have a pretty good memory of it. Um, you know, LSU. Ah, LSU. They skipped the LSU game. Um, the bane of Johnny Menzel's existence, LSU, the only SEC team that Johnny Football did not beat. Dave Miranda had his number. Yes, he did. He had his number big time. They didn't mention it. I don't think LSU got mentioned in the entire fucking thing. Yeah. I'm just going to say that that kind of pissed me off a little bit. I felt a little disrespected. Yeah, but it's also they were highlighting Johnny Football, and those were not highlights for Johnny Football. Yeah, but they also, again, they showed the Florida loss. They showed him, like, when he was about to kill himself. So they're not really all highlights if you think about it. <laughs> they had some pretty fucking low lights, but they decided to keep the LSU ones out of there. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just saying I got a little disrespected. It kind of tri- I got triggered a little bit. I okay. got triggered. Um, but, yeah. We will th- let's talk about something that LSU fans would love, and that was the the fumble in the air in, against Alabama. Mm-hmm. Remember that that he fumbled the the ball in the air and then threw the touchdown pass. Oh yeah, which basically solidified the the, the win, and basically his Heisman and his Heisman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was like Joe Burrow against uh, Georgia. Yep, the Joe Burrow against Georgia in the SEC championship. Basically, that I remember, I'll never forget that play. It solidified his the Heisman. Um, you got the, you. You have to have that defining fucking play. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was it for that was it for Johnny Football. It was amazing. Yeah. Um, Jim Nance. Uh, this is a side note. Jim Nance looks so young. I forgot how <laughs> he, he. I don't know what happened from 2011 or 2012 to to now, but he looked so young. Yeah. Holy shit. Um, I'm gonna credit Johnny Football for building the new Texas A&M Stadium. Oh, absolutely! I'm gonna just go ahead. The and new credit. Kyle Field, yeah, new Kyle Field. Uh, that's that's Johnny Football Stadium. That should be called Johnny Stadium. Johnny statement. Johnny so, Stadium. Yeah, not whoever the fuck Kyle. I don't know who the fuck. Honestly, Kyle Honestly, it is. could still flow with Johnny Football Stadium. Johnny Football Stadium. I I think let's petition it. Let's start that one. Okay. Um. <laughs> let I want to talk about his friend Nate because yes. if I'm being honest. I kind of, if I had to choose between between being Johnny Football that year and being Nate, I think I would have picked Nate. Dude, Nate, he had the Nate Fitch. He had the life. He had the fucking life. It was like it reminded me of uh, Blue Mountain State. Yeah, Alex Moran. He had the life, but he was the backup quarterback. You know, he didn't uh-huh. really have to do anything. He just kind of like rode the coattails of the team. Yeah, yeah, that's what Nate did. That's he rode what... the coattails of Johnny Football. Yeah, and... but he actually. Was not a bad businessman, like he. His- How he fooled the entire fucking world <laughs> that Johnny Football's family had oil, oil money. Because I remember that. I do too. I oh, remember. we we all thought like I bought into it. Yeah. Nobody fact checked that. <laughs> Nobody fact checked. Like that. even Skip Bayless, <laughs> they showed even Skip Bayless was was they had Skip Bayless fooled. Yeah. And and like I'm sure he does his own research, but he has other people do research for him, so he doesn't look like a complete buffoon. Mm-hmm. Like he makes himself look like a buffoon, anyways, on TV. But like, get some, get that right. Yeah. Oh, I. But I that was brilliant. He he fooled the entire fucking nation. Like this guy Nate is the he's like he should get a piece of the Heisman. A piece of the Heisman. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking more of like he should get like some sort of like business job, like some CEO. Or yeah, something but that, like that. That, uh, that's, that's. I mean, the man, the man's got some. He had some. I, I'm wondering what he's doing now. That's my me big too. Thing. And like, the fact that they haven't talked since then is wild. That is wild. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, you figured like Johnny Football would at least come back because like, I mean, he was he, he had his best interest. He did. He did. He um, had his best they, interest. He I was think loyal. There, I think there's a little something behind the scenes that they didn't show. Um, so maybe a sequel to this documentary? I Nate, don't. Nate uh, Fitch. 
<laughs> that that would be funny. But no, I th- I there there had to have been something that happened, something bad, something like really bad had mm-hmm. to have happened. But yeah, dude, he was just riding on Johnny Football's coattails. He was hanging out with all these rappers, all these famous actors. Oh, like, I remember that banging all these hot ass girls, just being friends with Johnny Football. Yep. It was like a, it was like a real life episode of Entourage. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, and that's why I was like, I kind of, I kind of wanted to be Nate. Yeah, I kind of wanted to be wanted to be Nate. That would have been that would have been my my option or my yeah my decision if I had an option between being both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> my fa- I think this might have been my favorite part of the entire episode, and it's so bad because it fucked Johnny so bad. He he basically turned away the Texans, the Houston Texans, unintentionally via one round of golf at this country club. <laughs> He, so he played a he played a round of golf at this country club. It's a very very wealthy country club. Uh, I guess the high executives from the Houston Texans were there, <clears throat> and it was right before the draft. And apparently by by the fifth hole, Johnny Football had his shirt off, he had his shoes off, and was fucking wasted. Yeah, breaking golf clubs, throwing them into the ponds, just making a complete buffoon of himself. I mean, you only have like one day to make this impression, and this is what you do. Like, <laughs> I think that might have been my favorite part of the do- the documentary. Oh, it was incredible. I couldn't believe that he he did that. Completely turned off the Texans from him. Like he he they were not drafting him after that. No, dude, it had to be infuriating to be his agent, Eric oh. uh, Eric Burkhart. Yeah. Oh man. That poor guy. I know. I honestly, I I got the vibes that he was. Uh, he's kind of a little bit of a, you know, uh, a little coke guy. I don't know if you got that vibe well, okay. on the documentary. I, all right, it could but be maybe one, he Johnny Football led him into that. I, okay, see, it could have been one of two things. One, he could be a coke guy. That's why he lost so much weight. Yeah. Two. I think Johnny Football stressed him out so much that he lost that he, weight. He just oh, he lost the weight. Yeah, he lost the weight. Okay, that's just, why he lost the weight because he was so stressed out from being Johnny Football's agent. I could see that because Lord did Johnny Football give him hell. Yes, <laughs> and not only his not not only his agent but his mom and his dad. Like it was just like he was so out of control. Yeah, it's like I the fact that uh, this is all right now. This we're getting to the dark part of it. This I had no idea that he had prevent preemptively like. Committed so like he was he he had planned on committing suicide like yeah. he bought the gun he was gonna blow all of his money he was gonna do everything he wanted to do and then boom end it like I didn't realize any of that it went to that extreme right I I mean like I knew he was not having a good time in Cleveland oh I have a theory I think if Dallas would have selected him instead of Zach Martin I think his career would have gone a different way you think it would have been a different I, way I, I think him being in Cleveland was not good he would have been Jerry's golden boy. Yeah, and I think him just him being in Texas would have been would have been enough. It just yeah. you know what I'm saying. Okay. Like I think him being in his home state, I think Cleveland is where dreams go to die. I know <laughs> I'm gonna have a lot of friends that if they hear me say that, they're not gonna be happy. Cleveland's kind of where sports sports players they 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 don't really. It's hard to thrive. The, it, LeBron had a hard time thriving in in fucking Cleveland. Well, I do remember too. This is a little bit unrelated from the um the documentary, but. Kyle Shanahan came out because he was the offensive coordinator at Cleveland the, his first year. And they tried to treat him like he was RG3 and play like RG3. And like Kyle Shanahan was like, this guy's not RG3. Right. Like, he's not as fast as RG3. He doesn't play like RG3. He plays a different style of ball. And it was just like putting a square peg in a round hole in, in that sense. Right, right. He he he's, he really isn't. He kind of he's he's a little more of a wild card than than Robert Griffin. And honestly, that's what basically. Gosh, I can't even think of the offense. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury. That's what Cliff Kingsbury was like because that's what. And remember, after the first loss against Florida, he was like, "Yeah, I tried to kind of make him do like my what I wanted him to do." And I was, and then he was like, "I just had to let Johnny Football just do what he wanted yeah, to do. Just let him cook. Yeah, let let him be the wild card. Let him be Johnny fucking Football." Um. But yeah, it, it's. <clears throat> I guess he's still drinking beers. He had a he had a nice little Stella Artois at the end of that. Yeah, um, I so. think some people got upset about that because they were thinking he was going to be like a changed man. But honestly, I thought it went along with the whole documentary. Like it's like 
this is who Johnny Football is. That's what, yeah. And like, yeah, I he, guess it, it. You know, it's sad he didn't work out in the pros, but he's just a football player. He just likes playing football. He's a baller. Yeah, and I think he's actually happy. He seemed like he looked he looked healthier. He seems like he's happier. I mean, obviously it's a documentary, but like as far as looks wise go, he looks good. Uh, even though he's still drinking, like he. I think you're right. I just don't think he was meant for the NFL. No, he's, he wasn't meant to be a professional in that sport. He, I mean, I, I I can see him still, you know, just killing it on the, the rec field, like in rec leagues. For sure. Yeah, for he sure. Could, he could completely still kill it on there. And, and if he was to go back in college, he would still kill it there. But Apparently he still has a year of eligibility left. One year of eligibility left? I think so. No, if you – no, not, not for uh, football. Once you go to the draft, you can't go back. That's what I thought I heard. He has, I mean, he technically had an eligibility, but once you get drafted, I don't think you can go back to okay. college. I would, well, let's look, let's look I, into that. I, I, there well, might be like I, th- a little... I think he might have one more year of eligibility. I think he might are be able you to might, go back. Are you thinking or are you hoping? Oh, both, <laughs> both. But I, I did hear somewhere um, that he, he did, but... It was, all in all, that was it was a fucking phenomenal documentary. It was one of my favorite. Like, yeah, it was it. It's I think it it beat the Manti Teo one for me, um, <clears throat> and that one was phenomenal. That was a the huge twist that I didn't see. Yeah, but it was just it more like hit home for me because 2012 I was in college. Mm-hmm. I idolized Johnny Football. Oh, he yeah. had like he had the ultimate life that every one of us wanted. Yes, partying with rock stars. Fucking just smoking Alabama on the fucking football field. The star of a football team or the, you know, college football in general. His name was Johnny fucking football. Johnny football. Like, come on, dude. It was the best. Like, so, like, this one hit home for both of us. It was awesome. I I loved it. I I highly recommend everybody watch it. Yeah. um, If you haven't. But you got anything else? Uh, That's about it. Okay. That was was our recap of Johnny football. The the Johnny football doc. Uh, It's called Untold on Netflix. Um, yeah. The only other thing I have, EPL started. Let's EPL. go Reds. Okay. English Premier League. All right. Soccer is back. Soccer's back. Yeah. <laughs> Love y'all. Later.